The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, Cabinet Comics. I'm your host, John Clark, and with me is the double named Howie Weigarden, Eddie Leone. <laughs> there is nowhere you can hide. <laughs> the, uh, the Witness Protection Program will do nothing for you. They're like, they're like was Howie Weigarden here? No. Was Eddie Leone here? He's right over there. <laughs> here, in the, here in the fridge. Oh. No. Hey. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How you doing um, today? I'm all right. So we, uh, there's been this ongoing, there's been an ongoing theme of the podcast that we, I haven't been reviewing any movies. <laughs> so we, well, well, uh, it took me like a month to go to Guardians of the Galaxy because you showed up opening weekend and we never went and it took me like a month to get back to it. How was and it? And then it is really good. <laughs> you would have liked it had we gone. You know, I'll see when it's streaming. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's gonna be worth it. And then, uh, then I saw uh, across the Spider Verse, but nobody else saw it. So there was nobody. I didn't know that came out. People were like work saying, like, "Oh my god, did you see Spider Man? It was amazing." Yeah, it's I'm really like, good. What's was Spider-Man? that a pun? Was that a pun? Spider Man no, was amazing. No, it, was, uh, it was also spectacular. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Me and all my friends went. It was a Marvel team up. <laughs> we were caught in the web. The web of Spider Man. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not. I got nothing. <laughs> it was sensational. It was sensational. Oh boy! Uh, but so now uh, there are some movies I've been seeing late. Like uh, we got halfway through Dungeons and Dragons and just kind of fell off. It was fine, mm-hmm. but it wasn't amazing. I watched uh, Shazam two. Oof, that hurts. And oh. uh, no, Shazam one is great. No, uh, no, Shazam two. You know, I really shouldn't say that because I, you know what it is. I'm I'm going off the premise that, you know, sequels always suck. So I, I really that's that's not fair to Shazam. No, but see, I when it comes to superheroes, I always thought superheroes were sequel proof because I was like, they put the book out every mm-hmm. single month, right? For years and decades, like you can New get another good time. story. Yeah, like theoretically. All the superhero movies should be good because at the very least they go, "I oh, will take that story that did well. We'll take this other story," but nope. Yeah. Um, Shazam actually ended with the exact same post-credit scene as the first one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the first one ends with Mr. Mind. Remember the evil caterpillar that fights Shazam? No. He fights an evil caterpillar named Mr. Mind. Wait a minute. It's a very 40s Wait idea. a minute. My father from the 40s had a comic book with Shazam talking to a, a worm. Yeah, there you go. That's Mr. Oh my Mind. god. I, I got a figure of him somewhere, but I'm sure he's lost. Because he's like that. What does he look like? He's he's uh he's green and he's got a little talk box so he can talk to you. He's got a little speaker around his neck. But the the end of the first Shazam, he showed up because mm-hmm. uh, um Dr. Savannah was the villain in the first one, and he shows up in his prison cell. He's like, Oh, we're going to have great plans together. And then this one, he shows up again at the same prison cell. Dr. Savannah. And Dr. Savannah, he's a mad scientist. <laughs> He's a mean, mad side. Yeah. Um, 
And Dr. Savannah goes, it's been two years. Where have you been? And Mr. Mind's like, it's hard for me to do travel long distances. <laughs> and I'm like, you built up that the Caterpillar would be the second movie. And then you just ignored it. Wow. It's not good. Um, okay. But, but, and then speaking of that, now you and I mm -hmm. just saw Renfield. Not together, but no, yes. no, no. When you watched Renfield. it and told me it was streaming on Peacock, so I watched mm -hmm. it. Um, spoilers abound if you care about Renfield. Uh, my review is that you shouldn't care about Renfield. We got halfway through, and um, <sighs> Jill got Jill got tickets to the Cure concert, and they were so hard to get, she only got one. And she, I was like, so they she's like, I got completely sold out. Yeah, it, it's been rough. Well, Ticketmaster's been rough on them too. Because they were trying to keep ticket prices down and like Ticketmaster screwed them over. Then. It was like Pearl Jam in the nineties. Yeah, cool. But but she's like, I got to get ready for the concert. I'm like, do you want me to pause this for you? And she's like, no. <laughs> you said that she wanted to see it. I remember she you wanted to. Well, she loves vampires, and her favorite show is What We Do in the Shadows. It's a great, great show. A great show, great movie. Mm -hmm. um, it put Taika Waititi on the map. But uh, this was like. I felt like this movie was like trying to be both what we do in the shadows and blade and, and the it, matrix. Well, blade was kind of the matrix. Right. Right. Not, right. right around the same time. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Fair and it, yep. it, it didn't reach either one. What did it, can, what did, I, you, what did you, you think? Can I give you my most honest, candid opinion? If you don't, I'm hanging up. Okay. Well, okay. Very good. Then, then that's, uh, you have been lying to me. <laughs> I think that was from Bachelor Party. Um, anyways, um, going off on a tangent. You remember that Simpsons where uh, Krusty the Clown is like, and here's this new cartoon, Worker and Parasite. Oh, the Russian cartoon, yes. And when it was over, he just had this blank look on his face that said, what the hell was that? That's whenever how I, I felt. Yeah, whenever I see that, I think about... And I the, think about the Russian cartoon Wolf and Rabbit. Wolf and Rabbit. Oh my God. <laughs> which I believe better. Worker and Parasite was based on Wolf yeah. and Rabbit. Which we wrote. Know? We never saw it, but a Russian girl told me about it in college. So we went and wrote a theme song. As we should. <laughs> As we should. You know, because I, basically our our nights and our and our days were during our college years were, were quite open. They were <laughs> they no were plans. I wonder why. They were bereft of company and yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a lot of mystery science theater which is good and and put blank tapes in a boom box and yelled at it yeah that's pretty much so much yeah yeah that's that's about that's that's, that's about us in our 20s 19s yeah. 20s, yeah yeah but did you have did you have high expectations of renfield before yes you that's the uh... funny thing and that's what's so that's what's so 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 sad about it first of all i think we went to go i think i saw the preview for it when we saw knock at the cabin okay how okay. was that by the way i liked it okay you know it was i love you know what a lot of <laughs> nothing's more it. damning with faint praise than well i liked it well you know, i liked it did i ever did tell you when i quit doing stand-up well i liked it i performed no i performed in philly uh -huh. to nothing and then I, and then I, then a group walked past me at the end of the show and the girl looked at me and went hey I liked you. And I was like, you shouldn't have stressed I. 
It means everyone else is just sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, that, you know, it's 100 miles between Philly and New York. And like, that's a long drive home. Uh, I, I mentally wrote my resume. <laughs> Just like, where do I see myself in five years? <laughs> not on this, not in front of a microphone. Well, well that's okay. right now, you I am. It, you did. It. That's the that's the most important thing is you did it. Anyway, so you're saying you were looking forward to it. So I was very much so because the thing was is that I love vampire movies. You know, there, there, there's there's there's. I was thinking of like vampire movies that I love. Of course, there's Bella. Of course, there's Christopher Lee. There's also the Gary Oldman. You know, yeah, that was a big one. When Dracula. I remember Did you ever see 30 Days of Night? Yeah, that's a good one. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. And the thing is, is that, like, I mean, vampire movies are a dime a dozen. I've seen some, some like, really great ones, like, you know, Gary Oldman and Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee, there's, there's kind of a sliding scale. It's kind of like it started made a lot like of them. really great. And then it just kind of starts to fall off me. And it's just kind of like, we love you, Chris. Well, we re we reviewed these on the show a couple of years ago. And yes, we Dracula did. Dracula 1972 is, you mu must be seen to believe, be believed. Oh, the satanic rites of Dracula, though, are probably, is probably unwatchable. Uh, Dracula, I think it was 1970 with Christopher Lee. I think it was made in Spain. Me too. I think that was bad. Uh, yeah. No, there was there was another. Oh, one. The, the the Italian yes, one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's another one with Jack Palance, unwatchable. Right. You know? But but oh my god, I love the one with Frank Langella. That is a great movie. I haven't seen that in a long, long, long time. I think I've made it. Holds up. One. It holds up. You know, yeah. it's 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 you know. The thing is, is that with you no, know, just now getting back to Renfield, because also the thing is, is that I love the thirty-one Lugosi film. Yeah, there's a too. lot of references to it. They do a shot-for-shot shot remake and in the beginning of this, and they nail it. And I'm like, okay, they it has. I'm like, this, this, this has they, got a good feel, and it's it's got a great premise. Yeah, it's got a great premise. Codependency. I mean, it's like it's 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 so original, and and you got a bunch well, of it, like. It's original. I mean, there's really good people behind it because I was like, well, who wrote this? And uh, it's written by Ryan Ridley, who was a Rick and yeah. Morty guy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. but the idea came from Robert Kirkman, who created Walking Dead and Invincible. And That's yet it was like, good. and yet it's a it's a great premise, and unless you've seen what we do in the shadows, because it's just you know it's just Nandor and Guillermo. It was like the poor man's what we do in the shadows. I mean, yeah. The funny thing is, is that odd like, considering what we do in the shadows is basic cable. <laughs> The funniest thing is that when I first saw the Runfield uh, preview mm -hmm. before Knock at the Cabin, uh, which was like like right in the middle for Shyamalan, like wasn't great, wasn't terrible, right in the middle. Anyway, back to Runfield. Thing is, is that the <laughs> thing is, is that I didn't realize that that was Nick Cage at first. Oh, really? So, no, I did not. So See, I, I first like, the first thing I heard about it was that hey, Nick Cage is playing Dracula. It's going to be called Renfield, but he has a huge part. And that, so I, all I knew about this was that it was Nick Cage, you know, so I, I didn't know that, but the thing is, is that I was just like, okay, so it's going to be kind of quirky, kind of offbeat and, um, you know, and it's supposedly, you know, a very, very loose sequel, I guess, to the 1931 film. I mean, in a way, not really. Be I mean, the characters are the same, but Renfield gets killed by Dracula in in the thirty one film. Yeah, but you just see him kind of strangle Renfield. 
you and know, throw him off the stairs. And and but, part of the premise in this is that Renfield has superpowers, which is one of the big problems with me. Yeah. You know, I eat a bug and now I can put my fist through a wall. <laughs> his his spinach was bugs. <laughs> Every time you eat a bug, I you know, like his his arms grew up and his legs yeah. got big. You know, just like <laughs> and a lady in a tattoo started doing a hula. <laughs> you know, it was it was just it was so like I was sitting there, and and my wife and I were having dinner while we we, we were watching this, and uh, and we had finished, and it was probably you know like we had started the film just about twenty minutes and we finished. And she looks at me and goes, this is awful. And for my wife to do that, because my wife is usually, she will usually, until the last frame of the film, she's like the eternal optimist. Like, oh, no, it could get better. No, she was just like, this is terrible. Wow. So in your opinion, how did it miss? Because as you you were saying, great premise, great idea, good cast, good writers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. And the cast uh, includes Aquafina and Ben Schwartz and, you know, Nicholas Holt. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a strong cast. It is a strong cast. Where do you you think it fell flat if you had to nail down where it went wrong? I think, I think for me, I, I take I take um, I take my Dracula a little bit more serious than than what they were offering. I think that uh, did they you know, rape your Dracula childhood? They they yeah you know <laughs> show us show us on the on the on the on the uh, puppet where the Dracula from the <laughs> where the Nicolas Cage movie touched you? <laughs> Not yeah. in the heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was a pain in the neck, really. Oh. Ah, you know. By the way, love at first bite. I'll still always love. That movie. <laughs> That's a vampire movie comedy done right. Richard Benjamin, George Hamilton. I didn't realize. James. I didn't realize this till I was well an adult that the whole you know? joke of that movie was <laughs> George Hamilton was known as being the tannest man in the world. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And they made him Dracula. That yeah. was the joke with Artie Johnson as Renfield. Artie right? Johnson was a good Renfield. Richard Benjamin was Van Helsing. I love Richard Benjamin. Yeah, Susan, uh, Susan St. James. Was Susan St. Yep. Pre Kate Nally. It was a that was yeah. that was a, a movie that was on cable nonstopedly, as you would nonstopedly. And I love that movie. It's just because it's so like I remember. Oh my God, they had Sherman Helmsley in that movie. They did. That <laughs> Isabel Sanford. You know, I mean, I remember there was one scene where one woman was begging her husband to go out and get a job. He goes, "You got, we got to feed the children." He goes, "We have nothing to eat." He goes, "We do now." It's a, the bat was floating. It was dragging. Yeah. He goes, "We got a chicken. It's a black chicken." It's a black <laughs> chicken. It was just like it was. I remember. I remember my mother and father took me to see this at a double feature. Oh, that movie. And the cannonball run. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I don't. But they—it's funny because they preface it with, "We know you're scared of vampires." As look at, I was terrified of vampires. They—they mm-hmm. um, they preface it with, "This is about vampires," but he's a funny vampire, like the so, count. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if uh, let us know, and I watched the movie and I was laughing, and I was eating popcorn. So you know, win-win. 
course, the popcorns were about this this size, about the size of a Dixie cup. Yeah, but so were you. Yeah, so was I. So that's that was my with real butter. Mm. Mm. Anyways, so the thing was was that um, yeah, I was uh, you know, I, I guess like I, I was watching this and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, does it want to be Blade? Does it want to be the Matrix? Does it want to be some sappy thing? And then there was the whole thing with the Dracula's blood heals. And I'm like, wait, hold, hold on. Oh, yeah, why would Dracula's blood heal anything or anyone? Well, I've got into a debate with it with my wife. Is it because and the blood keeps him alive? I mean, she said to me, she goes, in Interview with a Vampire, also great vampire movie. She says, remember that when, you know, Brad Pitt is about to die, you know, um, you know, Tom Cruise bites him. And I'm like, yeah. And then and, and they drink turns into a vampire. I'm like, yeah, but that's because he was trying so he wouldn't be dead. So how does Dracula's blood like resurrect somebody? Why would it do that? That's just it's just it's just silly. Yeah, and, and and spoilers, there's a scene where Dracula comes and kills, like wipes out the whole supporting cast. Right. And in the last scene, it's like they're all back because there's like a picture of Dracula's blood in the room. Which just doesn't make, I mean, basically you could, you could, you know, if you could replicate that, the, the DNA, you could, and everyone would be immortal. No one would ever die. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's silly why Dracula's blood is served some sort of benefit to anyone. The only, the only person Dracula's blood ever served a benefit for was himself. He'd scratch himself and the girl come over and start licking his chest or whatever. Yeah, there'd always be, be pseudo sex scene, but you didn't you know, know why they were doing that to each other. Yeah, exactly. There was, there was, there was, there was, there was some sort of like. It's a lot know. of the Coppola Dracula. Exactly. A, a lot of the Coppola Dracula is Winona Ryder licking Gary Oldman's chest. And Gary Oldman did not mind. No, I didn't mind. Gary Oldman was a good. He also looks like the nicest guy in the world, of course. Yeah, but uh, it's not something I'd want to see now. You know, right. Stranger Things era, Winona Ryder mm -hmm. licking. Dark Knight Rises, Gary Oldman. You know, I'm we all get go, older. You know, come here, Batman. Let me cut myself so you can heal. You're part bat, therefore you must be vampire. Oh my god! But um, before we go off the rails, the thing yeah. is, is that like, okay, so that was one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing, which what I thought was ridiculous, was just some of the ways, and and this is this this. This goes back to even like some of the Walking Dead, like, like okay, these people are five feet away from you with machine guns, right? Oh yeah, there, well, the, there, there's a whole scene, the fight scenes were completely, fun. completely unbelievable. Yeah, that that's a major problem I had. I think you, I think you nailed it. The problem with this movie was tone, was that it was, you're right, it was trying to be both Blade and what we do in the shadows, but it didn't really commit to either one. So you had, you're right you had, in the middle. Well, yeah. So you had a comedy that wasn't funny yet because of the tone undercut it. You had an action movie that wasn't exciting and you had a horror movie that wasn't scary. And you had a love, a love story somewhere, like some sort of, that, that wasn't that, even, that felt that tacked on. Even, no, it was just like, because Nicholas Holton, because Aquafina's in the story enough. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, it was it was a who cares? 
And it was just, and it was just the thing. It was just like, you that's know, the, that's like, the opposite of a who done it, who done it, who cares? You know, one of the main protagonists, who's who's a female cop, trying to avenge the death of her father. Yeah, Aquafina, you know? who's in Shang Chi, and yeah, actually has her, she's great in Shang Chi. She, she has her own Comedy Central show, Nora from yeah. Queens. No, she's great. The thing yeah. is, is that like, it was just like all of a sudden, like, you know, there's this one scene where, you know, she she arrests you know renfield for because she thinks that he killed everybody at at, at this codependency meeting yeah where dracula like busts in and kills everybody. right exactly who, who then so, comes back so and 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 he didn't just kill everyone he mutilated everyone so yeah that, they they better have had a lot of that dracula's blood because yeah that shit you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's like, I mean, and he, he does it all were, like these people were mutilated. He hits it's not even a scar. And you in two seconds, because he hits Renfield, and before it's all in slow motion, before Renfield hits the back wall, he's killed every single person. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. Was, just, it was just so kind of like. What what kind of movie do you want? What do you, what do you want to be? Yeah, what do you want to be? It's almost like it's almost like you, there was a feeling that like pe- people couldn't decide what it was, and it's like maybe you like oh the director wants it to be this, but the producers want it to be something else, and it's it it like it just, it just ended up falling in between, you know. And of course, there has to be the you know the grand happy ending at the end. Well, that's know? why they bring everybody back, and I'm like, it's a horror movie where nobody dies. Yeah, basically, you know, you know, and the thing, you know, the thing is, is that I actually took a look on Rotten Tomatoes and and I take Rotten Tomatoes with a huge grain of salt. Okay. Because some of the things that I good Because they do use a popcorn icon. Yeah. (laughs) Put a huge grain of salt on it. There's a huge grain of salt and butter. Not that butter flavoring. I mean, real butter. Yeah. You know. <laughs> this is the most serious you are on this podcast is when you mentioned butter. You've done it twice. Yeah, and and you've gotten gravely serious. You have the seriousness of Sean Connery butter. in the uh the untouchables. Mm-hmm. He brings a knife, you bring a gun. You make popcorn, you make real butter. It better be real popcorn. None of that gun, none of that oily crap. <laughs> But that's, you know what, that's the thing. It's just like, um, you know, as I was watching this movie, I, I was just kind of like, okay, that's terrible. Okay, that's terrible. Yeah. You know? And then, and then of course, you, you can, you can like, you know, it's just like, you know, I mean, if this is, if, if this was supposedly the follow-up to like, um, you know, uh, 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 the 1931 Bella Lugosi film. None, none of the things that happened in that Lugosi film. I mean, Lugosi was nowhere near as powerful as that. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this went into superhero territory. It really did. And it's, you know, I mean, and the thing is, is that like the fun thing is, is that with, with, you know, with, with superheroes, with monsters, they all have that Achilles heel. You know, and the thing is, is that like, you know, usually with Dracula, it's, you know, you see a crucifix. Lugosi sees a crucifix in the 31 Todd Browning film. And he's like, you know, running out, you know, almost like running out the door, you know, you know, Um, he sees a mirror and he's, you know, completely, you know, freaked out. This one, they're like, yeah, we caught 
Dracula in a in a holy circle that was holy made of cocaine. Uh, holy stasis field. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I guess because it's like a hundred years later, he's stronger. And there is like I was willing to go along with it. I was not enjoying it, but I was like, fine, fine, that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. But where I really stopped at the end, and this is a spoiler for the ending, but you don't care. It's free on Pika. Um when they like they got him in the stasis field, then they'll they're like, Oh, I know, we'll beat him up. Like nobody learns a lesson. They they just like they just the heroes just beat up the villains harder than the villains beat up the heroes. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But then they they chop Dracula up into little bits. And then the voiceover is ends that saying, like, well, he'll probably come back even from this. And I was like, it was daylight outside. Like they already daylight opened, they already opened the shades and he got caught on fire and ran. Take all the pieces of Dracula and throw them out in the sun. Yeah. Done. And then then oh yeah. Well, what's the problem there? You don't get to bring back these characters we didn't really get to know. Or like. Yeah, well, like I didn't get to like anybody. No. I wanted to like Renfield. I wanted to know? like Nicolas Cage. I always want to like Nicolas Cage. He I makes mean, bizarre I mean, choices. Who, you know, you know. I mean, he's a he's, I mean, look, Moonstruck leaving Las Vegas. I mean, have you seen a, have you seen Vampire's Kiss? Actually, I haven't, no. Vampire's Kiss is insane. You've you told me about it, I think. Yeah, it's I like uh, I gotta see it. It's like late 80s. It's real mm-hmm. cheap. It's made in New York, like back when like Back when we were in high school, back when Soho was like bombed out, they shot okay. it all around there. Wow. And okay. he's like, and uh, Nicholas Cage plays this like yuppie whose whose life is so shallow that like he just works and then he goes out clubbing, then he hooks up with people. And for some reason in his mind, after he hooks up with a girl, he decided that she was a vampire and she bit him. So he keeps, there is a scene where he's walking down the street screaming, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I think I've seen that. I've seen the clip. I haven't seen the movie. The greatest clip in the world. I I, I saw as Dana Gould wrote an article about it, so I went and found it on Hoopla. The greatest one in the world. He's doing this weird affectation, and he's going crazier and crazier. Uh And, And there's a whole subplot that his secretary can't find a file. So he's getting like angrier and angrier. And so he, he brings us up in therapy. Mm-hmm. Because yes, he does. And he's like, he's like, and the therapist is like, well, it can happen. They can lose a file. And he's doing some weird, like Connecticut accent. He's like, how could somebody lose a file? It just doesn't happen. Yeah, he's I've like, seen that. I remember somebody, and he, he's like, you, somebody sent me that. I may have showed you just the YouTube clip where he's like, it's so simple. A, B, C, D, E. But he does the entire <laughs> alphabet. They just let him run. They let, Not only did they let him run, they didn't cut it in the editing room. <laughs> nope. They're like, this is art. <laughs> it was one thing to keep the you know, take. You know, I was like, I think that's a keeper. But literally, it's 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 a nuts nuts like indie alt movie in the eighties like forty years before this. It's a better vampire movie than this one. Mm. And that's sad. You know what the thing is? Is that like you know? <sighs> thing is, is that like you know? The, look, there's there's there are a lot of technological advances between you know Todd Browning's. You know, I'm 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 using this as as the as as the. Um, because because there's there's a a slight you know 
what do you call it, uh, a tie between the two movies. Right. Yeah, it leans more on the Bela Lugosi than any other version. I, there were a couple, yeah. of, a couple of Christopher Lee nods, but really, I was surprised because Nicolas Cage likes to do voices. I was surprised he didn't do a Hungarian accent in this. That would have been fun, you know? Yeah. But even even like the thing is, about, even with Lugosi, the thing is, is that with Lugosi, you never saw fangs. No, and this one, you know, it's one of the things that interests me. His mouth was all fangs, which yep. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But then there's a scene where he's going to bite Aquafina, and fangs come out of fangs. Yeah. And then, like, Renfield rips the fangs out. They're just replaced by more fangs. Right. That was, I was, uh, yeah. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you this, Howie. As you said at the start of this episode, uh, you love vampire movies. I do. What, in your opinion, makes a good vampire movie? And what, in your opinion, makes a bad vampire movie? Oh, great question. And definitely need examples. Okay. I think what makes a great vampire movie is that there has to be there has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of discomfort that you're feeling when you're like looking at the an unease, yeah. yeah. Because while Dracula is at sometimes very charming, most of the time, I mean, his motives are all, you know, obviously self-serving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's, you know, the Dracula cares not not for anyone but Dracula. You know? Yeah, I, I've always said that the appeal of vampires is vampires are uh, about selfishness. Completely. I uh, I, I, always, are, I always compare it with zombie movies. Zombie movies know. are about being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Vampire movies are about being betrayed. And that is that's almost like with interview with the, from uh, interview with the vampire. It's like Brad Pitt did not want to be selfish. He did not want to bite somebody, but he had to. You know, it was just, it was it was a weird dichotomy of he was like the anti-vampire. Okay. That he he basically so so a good vampire movie just leaves you just with with a state of of unease a state of 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 discomfort as as any kind of monster movie probably that's worth its salt should you know i mean any joker can get you know a cheap pair of fangs and and run around with a cape and everything i saw one vampire movie one time i don't think i finished it but just for shits and giggles it was called jesus christ vampire hunter okay and Jesus himself, not to be was, confused with Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. You know, I, I, I guess they, I guess they both, uh, they both had this, uh, this unknown skill that, um, yeah, you know. Well, Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter is another perfect example because you go into that movie with that title thinking it's going to be hilarious, and it's just a bunch bad. of action. It's bad. It's not scary. Yeah, it's not scary. It's bad you know and the thing is is that there's no creepiness to it you know like even like like i think i think um from the movie ed wood i mean the thing is is that lugosi talks about like the to to ed wood to johnny depp Mm -hmm. and he goes there was something about the old time monster movies they were gothic yeah there was there was there was atmosphere there were castles ambiance you know yeah you know and it and it obviously you never even saw Lugosi bite anybody in that thirty one film. He didn't, as you said, he didn't have fangs. He didn't have fangs. All all he had was that look. You know, they shine the pen lights in my eyes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
You know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, that that's all that was needed. Just this charismatic kind of guy who will, at the drop of a hat, rip your throat out. Obviously, wouldn't like literally in those movies, but, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's and Christopher Lee himself in the in the first horror of Dracula movie, you know, it based loosely on Stoker's book. he brings they're Jonathan. all based loosely on Stoker's yeah, book. Yeah. Stoker, Stoker's book except is, for Oldman. Oldman's movie was pretty well, much. yeah. But Oldman's movie goes like way into the romance with Mina, which it isn't really in the book, you know. You know, yeah. the book the book is a bunch of blog posts. Lucy. If, the, if the book was written today, it'd be one long text thread, <laughs> basically. Yeah, true. But the thing is, is that like even like uh like uh for whatever reason lee is trying to hire harker as his librarian <laughs> yeah. for, for whatever he's reason not, he's dracula, not trying to set up the real estate I did not deal know that dracula belonged to oprah's book club i mean well he has a lot of books that's a big castle but he needed i guess i needed them to be cataloged or something you like know that. that he has you first know? editions he definitely has first editions yeah. <laughs> he's got like the first edition of like you know the uh, gutenberg bible, bible. yeah exactly <laughs> He may not read it. And he may not like the stories. He might not want to pick it up. <laughs> he may not want to pick it up at all. Oh, this but, book is very you, know, you know, that's the thing. It's just like even you know, like like Gary Gary Oldman. I mean, when he's the old vampire with Keanu Reeves in that in that in that castle, yes. it's gothic. There's there's that it's an iconic that, look too with his hair. Like the oh the, my god, yeah. the Simpsons really nailed that. And the thing is, and yeah, I, will yeah, I know that, exactly. I yeah. will say this about Renfield: the desiccated. Uh, Dracula look great. The defecated Dracula look what? Yeah, that was that that was how the movie turned out. But, <laughs> no, but, yeah. but like when, when, Dra- when Dracula was all rotted in the beginning, he looked fantastic. That was great makeup. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. That 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 yeah. But uh, but it was just kind of just uh, you know, you know, I um trying to think trying to think of uh. Of just a, a bad vampire movie. Um, well, I always go back to. I movie, mean, there's so many. I, I mean, you, yeah, you, I go. I go back to a movie you recommended to me, which I just hated, which was Grave of the Vampire, <laughs> with Michael Pataki. Oh my god! Where he's a vampire that punches and rapes people. <laughs> I yeah. will never get past that. I remember seeing that on like Chiller, Chiller Theater. When I was a little kid, and it was just like, I mean, it was, it was, well, I would like, let a little kid watch that, you know. I mean, it was just, I guess, I guess I must have been just old enough to watch it, but I remember being scared to death of that. There's, I mean, Chilla Theater had some great movies, they had like Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, mm-hmm. which had, which had, um, uh, I think Frank Oz, who played Cousin It, played like this little demonic creature. Uh, have you yeah, no, that's not Frank Oz, Frank Oz was Yoda. Frank Oz was not cousin it, but I don't who know. am I thinking of? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, the thing is, is that um, you know, one of my personal favorite vampires, and uh, I don't know if, if if most people know who this guy is, Robert Quarry. He played oh, yeah. Count, Count Yorga. Oh, and Count, Count Yorga! I just saw those like this Halloween. I'd never seen. I those. remember Count Yorga to me was great. Because he was pure selfishness. He, he was, was an asshole. 
confidence and he was an asshole. Yes. He, the one kid was just like, he was playing the piano. He's like, hey, mister, do you like this type of music? And he's like, yeah, well, it's played well. <laughs> that, that's not part of a vampire story at all. Like, you know? also, he's a dick. He's <laughs> a real asshole. You know, but that's something there's something about him that's that's compelling because it's like, you know, it's it's got that, you know, 70s kind of feel to it where it's like it's just like, you know, you've got that like um, before what you know, when the vampires approaching and stuff like that, all of a sudden you hear like that that oboe or that or that weird noise that, that yeah. whatever musical instrument that is. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, boy, oh, boy. And it just gets to be uneasy. That's the thing with Renfield. And, ne- and 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 Renfield's not meant to be a scary movie. Let's we we both I think know that. I'm not quite but, sure what it meant to be though. I guess an already sorry, an action was, movie. It was an action movie, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It was an action movie because it just it 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 basically it was just like it was a shoot 'em up. Yeah. It was basically a shoot 'em up vampire movie with 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 the pretense of some sort of romantic um flirtation going on that just it just it it just didn't work on any level and the funny thing is is just getting back to rotten tomatoes for a second Mm -hmm. i saw that on rotten tomatoes it got a 59 from critics now usually that's a failing grade oh yeah it's it's like school anything below 70 not great you know from from the audience though it was 79 i'm like oh well i i i think i trust the opinion of, of regular folks rather than critics uh, not in this case no I, I i find on rotten tomatoes the audience scores are, are always positive because i feel like I, I feel like the critics have to put in a review they that which gets aggregated to a score because it's part of their job but like the average yes. movie goer either they r- really hate it right or and and you know obviously some people try to review bomb and like tank a movie before oh, it comes yeah. out because they have some kind of problem with it. It's happening now with Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones got like so so reviews at Cannes, and now they're trying really? to like review bomb it. Yeah, sure. yeah. They said it's like they said it. You know, doesn't live up to the hype. It's a little boring. I don't care. I'm going. Of you know, course. it's one more. Indiana Jones. Yeah, there's yeah, there's only ever going to be five of them. I'm gonna I see mean, all five. as long as it's not the Crystal Skulls. I mean, okay, we we can talk. Yeah, it'd probably be better than Crystal Skull. And I saw Crystal Skull multiple times in the theater. I've Some seen all like of them. Go back to the punishment because I like I like the character, and, and sometimes well, I don't yeah, care I mean, that he's doing something stupid. It's you know like the vines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I stay around too long. Well, I think the, I think that what you, uh, the thing you put your finger on best about vampires, I think vampires kind of got to be cool. I feel like every vampire that works mm-hmm. has mystique. And, yeah. and and it's of that era, but it's but it exists. The reason Lugosi worked is because he's really cool in that movie, you know. And yeah. um, and you when you watch it now, now it's you know it's almost a hundred years old, ninety five years old in a couple. He of years. still has that coolness. Yeah, he's still charming. And you know, Christopher is. Lee will always be imposing in every role he did. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, Gary Oldman was cool. I you know, held the Lost Boys. Uh, as dated as it oh, is in the eighties, yeah, the, the it, which is not not a great movie. When you go, oh, back, I got it's... one for you. I got what? one for you. Actually, this this is this is a rarity because the the remake I thought was almost 
as good as the first one, Fright Night. Oh yeah, the remake of Fright Night is really good. It's really good. Well, it's uh, yeah, because it's uh, Chris Sarandon. Chris the first one, the first one, right? And the first Roddy one, who is in, uh, he's in Princess Bride. And Marcy Pride. from Married with Children. Yes, Marcy and from Stephen Jeffries. Yes, yeah, oh, Ronnie McDowell was the big name in that one. He was the big name. And then the the uh, I don't remember the kid's name. That's the funniest thing. I remember his face and I remember seeing him and other stuff. But the second one was decent. It was Marty Noxon wrote the script. It was that a was a good movie. It was a Buffy writer, but it was Anton Yelchin who mm-hmm. uh, who played Chekhov in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek and right. unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but David Tennant is great in that. It's great. Where movie. instead of Roddy McDowell, he plays like a he plays like a washed up David Blaine. Yeah, and he's that movie's really. I forget who the vampire is in the second one. Yeah. Hey, what about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You ever seen Lo- that? Loved it. Uh, unfortunately, it's now it's a fun like, movie. It's a fun movie. That well, the movie's itself... the movie's kind of silly. The show was it's great. So, yeah, it's silly. Luke Perry, what Sarah Michelle Geller, I think so. Sarah it's, Michelle uh... Geller was the um, was the TV series. Christy Swanson. That's right. Christy Swanson was in the right. was in the movie, and that's right. But the series was so important because not only did it like create like the Whedon devotees, but it was like one of the first one of the first shows that really mm-hmm. rewarded the hardcore fans. Unfortunately, now. Um, you're not you're not allowed to like Joss Whedon anymore. I I got I got one for you. I also don't know if I could go back to Buffy and Angel. I feel like they would be of their time. Like I've been watching a lot. You know what? I've seen a couple of episodes just on yeah. like Comet TV or something like that. They're fine. They're fun, but well, the, they don't really stand. That up. show really rewarded binge watching because I watched it a little late. I probably watched it like a year or two after it had ended. So it wasn't that old when I watched it, but it was over. And I binged it on DVD and being able to zip through the season mm-hmm. was was really fun. And shows are weird like that. Bruce Campbell always says TV ages like fish. You know, like it's there's That's, a lot, there's a lot of shows I loved when I was a kid, and I put it on and I'm like, I don't think I want to finish this episode. Right. Just because you moved on. I was saying on the show before, um, mm-hmm. actually it happened again this morning. I woke up this morning, I was the first one up. Got myself a beer. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Sebastian and I have been watching a lot of Star Trek. He's gotten really into Star Trek. Good. Uh, but he doesn't like the original series because it's too old. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I'm like, I, I get it. It gets real cheap towards the end. It starts to look like Doctor Who. But yeah, I was watching yeah, one. Yeah. I was watching one from the first season. I was watching That's Aaron. Awesome. De, I was watching Aaron to Mercy, which is the first one ever with the Klingons. Mm-hmm. It's the one where they they've been down to that planet and they're both fighting over the planet, but the people oh, yeah, that rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. people that rule the planet don't care because you turn out they're all energy beings and they don't mm-hmm. give a shit. So they're just like, I don't care, mm-hmm. take over our planet. <laughs> um, I was watching that one. So mm-hmm. Sebastian walks in, and he sits down. He's watching it, and he's seen the J.J. Abrams. Um, Star Trek, so he knows the characters, mm-hmm. and I and I said to him, "See, this doesn't look so bad. It looks a lot like Batman, you know." And I, because it was on at the same time, he's like, "Yeah, right. yeah." And, and then a Klingon showed up, and he went, "Nope, that is not a Klingon." That's God, God made me change it. Oh my God, that's crazy! Because he, because they didn't have the the prosthetics mm. in mm. the sixties, and he was like, "No, not it's <laughs> drawing. To- the line must be drawn here." You know what? It's funny that you should bring up um, Star Trek because today on Sci-Fi there was a um, an episode, classic episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Terror at twenty thousand feet. Oh, the William Shatter one. Yeah. William Shatter. Now the thing is, is that 
if you wanted to, and if you think about that episode, like, just like logically deeply, the thing is, is that there's a lot of holes in that episode where you could be like, well, wait a minute. How come they never see that? He shoots the guy. He falls down on, on like dead on top of the, the wing. Mm-hmm. No one looks out and sees that. You know, there, there's so many things. But here's the thing where yeah. I think Renfield <laughs> and you know what? No, No other aisle is looking out the window the entire flight. Because <laughs> that monster's all over the wing. You know? So here's the thing. The thing is, is that Shatner portrays a character that is that is compelling you yeah. he's likable you want to like him you know and i think a lot of times in anything that we do in life success you know with a, with the exception sometimes of, of performance based like uh doing something that takes skill like um you know uh, you know hitting a baseball or, or or you know like whatever the thing is is that like if people like you sometimes when a lot of things in life your chances of success go up a lot oh yeah and that's the thing is is that like shatner is so likable in that role because you know what we can all we look none of us have ever looked out and seen a man on the wing of a plane obviously and if we have you need help the thing is is that at you least know, to get him off the wing of the plane we have all been we have all been through circumstances where we are in a certain thing that is just our own. We're trapped in our own little like world psychosis, and we're trying to get others to 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 come into it so they can see what we're seeing. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. And he's just so compelling. And he's just at one point he's just like, "All right, I'll be good." And he's just like he's just like he just is just like, "I know what I'm seeing. I know I'm not crazy." but everyone thinks I am. But if I don't do something in spite of the fact that I look like I'm absolutely nuts, this plane's going down. And so he, he acts accordingly uh, in his mind of what the right thing to do. Of course, he goes and grabs a gun from a sleeping air marshal that just happens to be hanging out. But of course, back in the, now, in the it's 50s, the 60s, 60s well, guns on planes, that's fine. You can smoke too. But it's, it's okay. interesting, like, that you pinpoint William Shatner's charisma. We we ended up when uh, when Sebastian said that's not a Klingon. I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. We ended up putting on Star Trek Generations because we were still right. Star Trek, and that's that's a movie if you recall where Kirk meets Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he really likes Next Generation for the most part. It's it's an it's a Next Generation movie, and when Kirk shows up, he shows up at the end. He's like you know chopping wood in the backyard, and it's like mm-hmm. he he's fat. Shatner's yeah. fat in this movie. He's, old. he's like, he's, yeah. he's he's out of shape. He's not an action star anymore. He didn't get into shape to play this role. He's got that tupon. He's, he's got the tupon. He's well into his 60s. But you're right. And the more I, old. the more you learn about him, the bigger an asshole he becomes. Yeah. He, he's terrible to pretty much everyone around him. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking about this uh, when I was, uh, on the memorial for Bill Monroe because Bill loved Shatner. The bigger an asshole Shatner was, the more he liked it. It was like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, yeah. I'll be damned. I'm watching that movie. And, you know, when like Kirk looks up and smiles at Picard, you mm-hmm. get it. Because he, ha- he had that kind of charisma. Right. You know, with, uh, you know, uh, whereas Patrick Stewart, 
Patrick Stewart's iconic in a different way. Very serious actor, great range. Like people, mm-hmm. you love him more for his ability. Shatter does not have the ability Patrick Stewart has. No. But you know, not but a great okay. actor, not that's a great okay. actor, not a great person. But you're right, you have to watch him. And I think that brings us full circle. You know, you know, if you have a Dracula you can take your eyes off of. You're close with Nicolas Cage because he's Nicolas Cage, but the mm-hmm. performance isn't really grabbing you. You know, the funny thing is, is that like a lot, like when you said like professional wrestling, like yeah. when I was watching Renfield, at times I felt like I was watching professional wrestling. Yeah, and I never and, liked wrestling. And and I did when I was 12, but mm-hmm. I look at it now and it's just, it's no. It knows no. what it is. It knows what it, it knows, knows what it is. When, I, when I was a kid, I knew what it was. It's a soap opera for like testosterone. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like... There's a bit. There's a big crossover between superhero fans and wrestling fans because it's the same thing. Giant muscle clad guys with mm-hmm. big personality and bright colors punching each other. Yeah, you know, and, and there's some people that are in the superheroes for that. Mm-hmm. I'm in it for the angst. I'm in it it for the no, my aunt May. You know, know, the thing is, is that for me, I mean, I I never, I never throw stones at what people like. I mean, look, I I still love like 1970s Godzilla, you know, with two guys that basically in rubber suits just like rolling around on the floor. Kind of dancing with each other. Kind of dancing in a a strange way. They could arm circles. That's all they could do. Exactly. They could circle the arms clockwise, they could circle their arms counterclockwise, and then they could stomp their feet a little bit. You know, and then they step on some cardboard, like you know, yes. you know, cities, yeah. which looks like that with must have big, been a lot of fun with a big rubber foot that bends the wrong way. Exactly, <laughs> and to me, that's cinema. <laughs> I gotta say one thing: um, when it comes to like vampires and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just like I was more moved by the vampire in that movie with Jim Carrey. Cleavon Little and I think oh, Warren Hutton. What, what's the name? What's the name of that movie? Once Bitten. Thank you. It was, and it's before Jim Carrey blew up because he's playing yes. like he's playing like a normal kid in that. Yes, it's like pre and living color. Yeah, correct. Right. That was. You know what? That movie was important for us because that was that was a horny teen movie as a vampire oh. movie. Yeah. And uh, if. <sighs> Do they make those anymore? No, they do not make those anymore because they're because they're offensive to anyone that's not a white male. <laughs> but you know what? It's one of <laughs> that's one. It's one of those things. It's like, do kids not get horny anymore? They do. They're just like more respectful about. It. Well, the moral of those movies they're were always respectful. like the the moral of that. Although, the plot of all those movies is the guy's really hot for a blonde with silicon and wearing a string bikini. And then he finds out okay. he finds out that the really hot brunette is wearing a sweater. <laughs> and okay. he's like, you know what? Looks are and everything, but the brunette's the hottest thing. It's like WKRP in Cincinnati. If you go back and watch WKRP, oh my god, good one. Bailey yeah. is so much Let's, hotter than Johnny Anderson. Yeah. 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 I was always Bailey. Team Bailey. Bailey yeah, everybody was. Everyone was. You know, even like Marianne and Ginger. I think. Oh, Marianne. Marianne? All the way, Marianne. Yeah, Marianne. Although, you know what? I did see, uh, I do follow, this is my greatest thing in the world this week. There is a Facebook group called Retro Girls with Curves. And okay. it's all like pinup models from the 50s. And, you mm-hmm. know, stars like like they show like Marilyn Monroe and Rita Hayworth pictures every day. And I'm like, oh. yeah, I want that in my feed. 
there is a picture of Tina Louise and Julie Newmar on Broadway in the 50s. Whoa. That's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Because as a kid, I was like, I, like, I don't get ginger. Remember you and I watched that uh, when you were here. Harold Hecuba. Harold Hecuba, the Phil Silvers episode. Yep. When she comes out and Tina Louise does that like Italian voice. And he's just yeah, like, you know, and he's like, that's the worst acting I ever saw. Oh, you want bread? You want water? And I was like, yeah, I don't think Tina Louise was better than that. You know, being... Being fifty percent Italian myself, as as, as everyone. You want the bread? You want the water? You want the bread? I give you the bread. You want the water? I give you the water. Oh my god! But it's it's funny because like oh my god, just get back to Twilight Zone for a second. Uh, There's an episode of where Julie Newmar plays the devil. Oh yeah, seen that. God bless her. One of the things I love about the Twilight Zone is that all the stars from the '60s do one Twilight Zone. You know, Robert you know, Redford did one. I remember. Robert Redford did one. Julie Newar did one. William Shatner did two. Leonard Nimoy did one. Uh, Burgess Meredith, of course, does, does maybe oh, he's like three famous or four. episode. Yep. You know, oh my God. I mean, Charles, Charles Bronson was in one. I mean, Bra- yep. Elizabeth Montgomery. Yeah. With Charles Bronson. Yep. You know? That was a, it. Was a it was a good gig to get in the early sixties. Oh my God! Yeah. You know that's that's just something about. Uh, about uh i mean I, I could jesus christ i could go on for another hour about twilight zone yeah you know? i don't know that i've seen all of them uh, uh, i don't think i've started, seen all of them Sebastian started watching it by himself one day i walked in he's just watching the twilight zone and i'm like how did this happen mm. and then i realized they binge futurama all the time okay and futurama always does these parodies of twilight zone called the scary door oh that's funny and it's really good my favorite one because he watched the burgess meredith one oh, and and one uh, with uh the time, time enough for the last, yeah. yeah okay. So, and, but in the in Futurama, they do a parody of that, and his glasses break, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, well, at least I can read them, kind of blurry," and his eyes fall out. Oh, <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, I guess I can read in Braille," and then his hands fall off. Wow, <laughs> that's terrific. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's so funny. It's kind of the way you and I read Mad Magazine. It's like you get all of these cultural touchstones by seeing the parody of it first. That's oh my god, Mad Magazine. You know how many um how how many how many movies did we first see like drawn by Mort Trucker? Oh yeah, be like oh yeah, I know what's gonna happen. You yeah. Know? Well, I know what's sort of gonna happen. You know, I, I have a draw. I have a drawing of me by Angela Torres because I was in his son's wedding. That's pretty cool. That's very yeah, cool. It's pretty cool. There was um I remember I remember being in the back of the uh the classroom and um one one kid had brought in the mad magazine of the Empire Strikes Back, aka my favorite movie ever. Okay. And I was just like reading it and I was just like I was laughing my head off and just trying not to get caught, you know. Oh, in, in class. In class. And then like so fast forward 30 years later. I'm at work one day. It's a slow day at work. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm on my phone and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mad Magazine. I'm like looking at it. I just start giggling a little bit. Yeah. Like, I know this is the most dumb humor ever, but I still find it. Some of it's great. Some of it's great. It's funny, too, when you you remind me of like sneaking those things in class. uh, I always remembered I was in the third grade. And um, kid across the aisle had 
had an issue of Batman. <laughs> and do I need to stop and ask why? Are you laughing? I got a story. All right. Well, then hold it. You go first. You go first. All right. And then uh, I'm tempted to cut this out, but I don't cut anything. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm in the third grade, and a kid across from me has a Batman comic. Okay. And it, he had it open, and uh, I just I remember the art so vividly. It was mm-hmm. I all I saw was half of one page, and it was a prison break, and mm-hmm. this guy gets out and he's not wearing a costume or anything. But the penguins in the next one, the penguins all mad because penguins still trapped, uh-huh. and it wasn't for another twenty years that uh-huh. I realized that was a classic, classic issue of Detective that was worth like thir- it's worth like thirty five dollars now. I actually wow. read it in a trade paperback. It's a Marshall Rogers issue, and the Marshall mm-hmm. Rogers run was so important for Batman that I have it all in hardcover. Mm. And, and as soon as I turned that page, it came right back. I like, wow. I just saw, I saw where I was sitting in St. Camillus. I saw like, I remember what type of day it was. I remember it was a rainy day. And I remember I just looked over and I caught that panel. And it's like, sometimes those things just burn into your brain forever. Now, yeah. um, now since I, you pretended to listen to me, I'm going to let you tell your story. Ask me some questions. Yeah, t- tell your story. You're Saint Camillus, thirty-five dollars. <laughs> it's gone now, by the way. Oh, it does so not exist up. anymore. Yeah, my grammar school's gone too. It's been renamed. Which and is mine's not a school anymore. Really? They yeah, they, yeah, they showed wow. The Catholic Church sold off a lot of schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunately, got in trouble. Mm. Uh, okay. I was in um, well when we went to high school. Cathedral. And, yeah. And so it was biology class. Remember the remember the science lab? The lab, yeah. yeah, yeah. They had these big, like almost like stone tables. Right. Th- those are great tables. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, right, and one of my classmates is there, and he's like, "Hey, Howie," I'm like, "Yeah," like you know, the teacher who's a priest, mm-hmm. you know, is teaching the class. You know, you know, I think it's freshman year of biology. He opens up his book bag. <laughs> yeah. And I see, like, like the cover of of a magazine. It's what kind of magazine? Club magazine. Oh god, yeah. This this is how a Beavis and Butthead episode starts. I was just like, dude. I like looked at it like, what what the fuck you doing, man? I I doubt Club exists in any. I doubt Club still exists. But Club was below Hustler and Swank. There was like Playboy. Then there was Penthouse. Then there was Hustler. Then there was Swank. Then there was Club. Then there was Club. Oh my God. Like, like they wanted that Playboy had like, because everybody thought the Playboy Club was supposed to be this like really sophisticated place. Yeah. This magazine had so little imagination. They just called it Club. (laughs) So, you know, like Playboy, it's a club. So I look, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And so he, he he sees that I'm like like starting to giggle, right? He's like, hey, how? I'm like, yeah. He opens up his book bag again. There is a picture of the cheesiest 80s woman with like a Huge giant hair. penis. Like, and she's like, ah. <laughs> like, like, like this is something that uh, like, like that a woman would want to aspire to. It, it, it was literally <laughs> biology class. <laughs> It was human anatomy. 
Yeah, never underestimate the power of an all boy school in the Catholic Church. Oh, that my was some God. aggressively potent. How I did not get in trouble because I probably was laughing so hard and turned red. How I did not get in trouble with that the, the priest, I guess I either just put my head down at the right moment or when he turned around, that's when I let it out. Maybe I took a bathroom break, yeah. ran down the hall like in a droopy cartoon, laughed your head off, and then came on back. <laughs> Tex for I'll tell you that was the one, one, of the, <laughs> one, of, one of the best things about growing up as a Gen Xer mm-hmm. as a teenager was the the women were so unattainable because they oh. were so done up and they had surgery, but they were you making know. movies, stupid movies you know. and magazines about it all the time. So we were surrounded by these women that looked nothing like any woman we would ever run into. Or, or, so it, or, it seemed exactly, an insurmountable yes. task. You know, and, and the thing was, was that like, I mean, I mean, she looked like she was, she looked like she was holding like, you know, like, like, a, like, a, like a, you know, a 20 inch meatball hero. I mean, yeah, everything about the eighties was excess. I mean, it was, just it like, was not about the eighties were not about relatability. You know, you, you'd have, you know, for a man to be endowed like that, he better have a strong back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. I mean, God, it was just, it was, oh my God. Just explain to me, how did we get here from vampires? I will have to, re- I, actually, you know, I was just thinking that. I'm like, we'll have to, like, uh, listen to this again. I, I had a way back when we were talking about William Shatner, because no. we were talking about charismatic actors, and I'm like, that's why you like him, better to go see Christopher Lee. Now we're so yeah. far out. Oh, because of, because of things like Fright Night and Once Bitten, they had to, in the 80s, oh, every movie had that, to have yeah, boobs yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah. You know? They didn't have sex in them. They just had boobs, and none of the boobs it was were all real. Boobs. It just was all boobs. Yeah, I mean, that's, boobs. that's half the reason a lot of us went to horror movies because it was just like, well, we were too young to buy you know, oh, Friday the Thirteenth porno mag at, right. at, at the right, at the candy store. Yeah. So, oh, if you got to see some boobs, hey, you know what? Either you know, go to a horror movie. Oh yeah, and that was the confusion and about kids, it. That's your lesson for today. If you want to see that... boobs? Go and to a horror movie. There's your sex and violence. Sex. And violence. Yes. Or sex is violence. Where's that from? This is Jane's Addiction. Thank you. Yeah, we moved from the 80s into the 90s. And that's a perfect time to wrap things up. Hey, uh, what is a, va- to, for your greatest thing, Yeah. what is a vampire movie that people have overlooked? Oh, that's a great, that's a great, great question. You uh, mentioned Count Yorga. Count Yorga. Yeah. It's funny because like both, of, I, I sometimes think that his, second movie is better than his first um hmm and it's funny because it's got it's got some of the same actors in the second that were in the first who got yes. killed yes and they play completely different people but they don't look very different <laughs> no no I was like, oh i grew a beard but you'll never be able to tell that it was any other yeah, yeah, no. um you know what i would say 30 Days of Night. I love Josh Hartnett in that movie. That's a good movie. I love the I love the guy who played the vampire in that movie. That was originally a comic. That yeah. Movie. Yeah. Um hmm. That is a really great question. 
I, I mean, a good vampire. I mean, Abbott and Costello versus Frank, uh, meets Frankenstein. Yeah, Dracula. In it. Oh, this, that, it's so full of Bella that movie. That movie is so great. It's Bella, only Bella the freaking awesome. Only so the second changing. time he ever played Dracula. You know. Mm. My favorite thing about Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is on the DVD extras, where Costello would pay a guy to do pranks on the set. I guess to keep things light. Nice. I didn't even know this. Oh no, it's on the DVD. Um, and and there's this great shot they showed on the DVD. Is like uh, Lou would have this guy like just come on and go yeah and like break up a take. I guess I don't know. Keep it from getting too serious. I, I have no idea why he wanted this to happen. But there's a scene where Bella Lugosi's coming down the staircase and this mm-hmm. little guy's following him in a trench coat over his nose with a fedora. And Bella Lugosi turns around and starts berating this man. <laughs> it's black and white, but you can see him turn red. Oh my God, that's hysterical. I mean, um, I'm getting to your question. I mean... It's not usually known as a vampire movie per se, mm-hmm. but Vincent Price is the last man on Earth. Oh yeah, they are. It's weird because they act like zombies. They were a zombie kind of like vampire. Vampires, yeah. Um, Taylor, come out there. Yeah, I always you find know, um, movies Count like York that are a good one. Count York is good. Count York is a good one. I always find movies like uh, Last Man on Earth are extra creepy with the casting because it's like mm. when it's. You know, when it was uh, the Omega Man with Charlton Heston, and then it was I Am Legend with Will Smith, it was like, mm-hmm. you got this, like, action hero. When it's right. Vincent Price, you just feel extra creepy. Like, that's all we got? That's all that's left is Vincent Price, and he's got strings on cans in his living room? <laughs> they shake him? Like, uh, go away, go away, leave know. me alone, you vampires. You know what the funny thing is, is that I when I watched the Omega Man recently, yeah, I never realized that the it was the newscaster on TV that Matthias that was him. Yes, it is. It is. I was just like, oh my god! Yeah, I, for survived. some reason, I have no idea why I never realized that that was Matthias. Oh, you know what I just watched? It's not a vampire movie. It's more of a zombie movie. What I just that? watched uh, Night of the Comet again. Do you remember that one? You know, I haven't seen that in ages. So when teenagers ruled the world, it's crazy. It's um. Mm. Mary Catherine Stewart, who is in Weekend mm-hmm. at Bernie's. She's the girl mm-hmm. in Weekend at Bernie's, and she's the girl in The Last Starfighter. Okay. Uh, it's her and um, this other girl, uh, uh, Kelly Maroney, who is in Chopping mm-hmm. Mall. Chopping Mall is another great Chopping movie. Chopping Mall. Um, there's like a comet that turns everybody into dust, but like they were both, they were both like in sheds, so they were okay. Mm-hmm. And they run into like Robert Beltran, who plays Chakotay in like Star Trek mm-hmm. Voyager later, and then then they get kidnapped by scientists and Jeffrey Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Who's in like every Clint Eastwood movie in the late seventies? Who, by the way, oh, I mean that's gonna be my recommendation. It's it was shot. I was watching the extras; they were on YouTube. It was shot for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! Wow. And the way they made um, L.A. look completely desolate and empty. Mm-hmm. They shot at 5 a.m. on Christmas. Wow. That's really smart. But you know what? My um, I'll tell you my un- overlooked vampire movie. I, I finally, I finally saw this. It's a TV movie. It's a TV miniseries. But uh, the 70s Salem's Lot. 
is still it's really played well played my friend it's so scary it's like that vampire is fucking creepy as shit and they're yeah well the ball vampire number one but then jeffrey lewis but jeffrey lewis in that he gets bit and then he's just sitting Mm -hmm. in a rocking chair and then of course the kid that kid is fucking like scared the shit out of me back then but when I watch it again, that kid, there's a kid floating out the window. They parody this in The Simpsons, too. He's floating out the window. He's like, play with us. When that, it was such a cheap TV show. You can tell there's no glass in the windows. It's just like plywood. Yeah. And it kind yeah. of shakes like an old Star Trek. Does not matter. David Soul. He David was great. Soul, yep. Hutch or Starsky. Starsky. You know? Or was it Hutch? I forget. Doesn't matter. And then now I got two confidence. I got two for you. I've been thinking that for yeah. you. First of all, if you haven't seen it in a while, go rewatch the Frank Langella Dracula. Mm, I haven't seen that in a while. With uh, what's her name? I feel like I saw the, Olivier is in it. I feel like I saw the Jack Palance one. Oh, that one was recently. Rubbish, than, unfortunately, than the, yeah. I, I'm Dracula. <laughs> what? I got one for you. I got one for you. Okay. It's from the 70s. I thought you were going to mention this when you said it was a TV movie. It's The Night Stalker. Oh, sure. Of course, yes. The first one ever. Yeah, it's... it's that the, was the best. The first of the best. It was also the um, inspiration for The X-Files. Yeah. Which, which is a show I still love. That That's a show I can go back to. I don't think I, I can't binge it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I binge it, it starts to get very dated. But if you just watch, like, The Twilight Zone, I can't binge The Twilight Zone either. But oh, if, I can. I can actually. Oh, if yeah. I watch one once in a while, I am enthralled. Mm-hmm. If I watch I two, I'm like, yeah, I, I get how this I, works. I love that show. Yeah, so. the Night Stalker is pretty good. Night Stalker is good. Yeah. All right, Howie, how can people find you on? Uh, I know you have abandoned Twitter, but you're on Instagram. Uh, be careful what you look for. You may not like what you find. <laughs> can people find you online? They probably can't because everything's okay. profile is, is private. But like, there's nothing. There's nothing that engaging about me and there's pictures of my wife and the cats and, and a couple there's of a lot selfies. of pictures of the cats lately i will say that oh well you oh my god they have really really turned the corner well one of them really has the other one's still a work in progress but uh they were feral yeah they're so, very they're, standoffish they're, they're um they're, one of them like was like just like you know lying on my lap the other day and i'm like okay how did this happen from a wild creature that hissed at everything, you know, like me watching Renfield last night. <laughs> well, if you want to follow me, I'm a not in my book. I am posting le- less and less and less as it gets more and more toxic. I'm mostly there to talk to other people. Uh, but but it's, you it's can cool. follow the Facebook page, facebook.com slash caffeinated comics. Where we're posting like you know crazy things like Spider Man trailers and uh, and all the news that's fit to geek. And then mm-hmm. you can also, if you're not already subscribed to the show, if you just come across us, please subscribe. Um, you can get this anywhere. You get podcasts. We do um, we do live video podcasts of the MCU every now and then called the MCU Review. We have been doing a, a subset one called Top Men. And I think uh, I think we may be doing more horror in the future because I feel like it's a very fertile ground. Um, I got to see Evil Dead. Defecating Vampires. Evil Dead Rise, I've heard great, great things. I still got to get to that one. Me too. But either way, we will talk to you next week.